What's up? This is your girl, T. As a black woman in her 30s, I'm constantly trying to figure out life. But the one time of the week where it all seems to come together is on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, that's right, when I talk with my girls at brunch over a glass of champagne. I created this podcast to bring good vibes and open dialogue about various topics from mental health, relationships, personal development, the workspace, to the bubbly that happened over the weekend. Sundays are a time for celebration, rest, and reflection. So welcome to Champagne Sunday. Grab a glass, pop a bottle, and get ready to pour it up. Champagne Sunday is pleased to provide you with social media content for your personal education and informational purposes. Reliance on any information provided by Champagne Sunday or by any person or professional appearing on this podcast is solely at your own risk. Hey, 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 welcome back to Champagne Sunday with your girl T. I am so happy to be back this Sunday and I am excited to talk about the topic today. And so we're gonna go straight into it. We're gonna get into our bubbly. Um, I am not drinking right now, but I hope that you have a great glass of champagne or some type of bubbly that you are resting, relaxing, and reflecting on this Sunday. And our bubbly for today, as you sip on your champagne or whatever beverage of your choice, is that you don't measure your success with someone else's ruler. I really like that bubbly. Don't measure your success by someone else's ruler. I think it's common for us always to compare ourselves to others, especially when we live in a world of social media and we're always seeing what everyone else is doing. But it's important to measure your success, measure your growth and your progress by where you want to be, where you were two months ago versus where you see your friends are right now. Um, It's really good to just kind of compare and be relative in your progress and your success. So always look back to yourself and not really try to compare yourself to others. It's a natural thing that we do, but it also can really get us bogged down and really sometimes sad or depressed when we're thinking about what we can be achieving by using someone else's ruler of success. And that could also be thinking about your parents or your role models or people you look up to who have these expectations of you or things they want you to achieve that you really don't want to do or things that you don't really feel is fitting for your life so always make sure that the success that you want and the things that you're working toward in life are things that you want for yourself so with that being said that is today's bubbly now i'm gonna get into the today's topic okay so today's topic is gonna be about this article i'm pretty sure that everyone has you know what actually you probably have not seen the article but i'm pretty sure everyone has heard about the article because of a viral video of an african-american woman that just went explosive right and it just went viral and so everyone was talking about psychology today and i'm pretty sure a lot of people probably never heard i mean i don't know i feel i feel like i live in the realm of psychology so of course i know what psychology today is i get the magazine i'm subscribed as a practitioner but i'm wondering like is this the first time that a lot of people are hearing about psychology today but i think that maybe some people will are be familiar because if they do google searches on mental health usually psychology today is the first website that will pop up on google 
So um, with that being said, there is an article that is going around um, that became really popular on social media and it was posted on the Psychology Today's website and it is from a man or who wrote it, um, Greg Matos, and he has a ID. And the article is titled The Rise of Lonely Single Men, right? So there it is already clickbait. It's no surprise that this article actually went viral because when you think about the title, usually you don't hear single men. Like all the time, singleness, loneliness is always associated with women. We're always hearing about how lonely women are, how single women are, how they want and aspire to be in relationships, but you never really hear that aspect from men. And I think it's interesting too, because I don't know what the shift is. Like 2022 has been a major shift when it comes to relationships. Because on my timeline and on my feed, and I don't know if this is the same for all of you out there, but on my feed, the main people who are talking about relationship and just women and how they function in relationships and what should happen are men, like men, like men are talking about relationships, like men are talking about relationships. And it's just interesting because usually it's always women talking about relationships and I feel like it's men talking about relationships and women are just kind of like sometimes in the comments maybe they're saying stuff maybe they're agreeing but for the most part it's men it's men leading these conversations about relationships so I just think that for one is interesting because it's a turn from what we usually see um and I don't know if it's too because women are really and this article taps into that too so I'll save that Um, But that's one thing, a trend that I've been seeing as well. And I really think that this article also went very viral because of a response that a woman had to the article that was very, um, that used a lot of profanity, was very aggressive and kind of it went explosive. And we'll talk about that as well. So let's get into this article if you have not uh, read it yet. It's actually pretty short. It's a really short read. It's probably like a five minute read. And so basically, the author says that men need to address their deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. He makes three key points, and I'm going to read them to you. The first is that dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as relationship standards rise, okay? The second, men represent approximately 62% of dating app users, lowering their chances for matches, all right? Which is also interesting to me because I'm also, that's a turn of events because the population, if we look at women, the women to male ratio, it's always more women than men. But it's interesting that 62% of dating app users, according to this article, are men, okay? Now, it also says the the last key point is men need to address skills deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. So that kind of was under the heading of the, um, that was under the title of the article, but the last point was pretty similar, that men need to address skill deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. Okay. So what had me in this article, I think that is interesting, is that it was saying that women have pretty much increased their standards, that they're no longer 
just taking anything that women have higher expectations of what they want in a relationship and that particularly goes for women who are seeking men who are emotionally intelligent who are capable of communicating being able to express their emotions and their needs and although this is typically not taught to our young boys to how to have these skills that women are still having these expectations but men are able to deliver and so it says specifically with so many options it's not surprising that women are increasingly selective he said that he does a live TikTok and speak with hundreds of audience members every week he hears reoccurring data themes from women between the ages of 25 and 45. they prefer men who are emotionally available who are good communicators and who share their values so in that sense he's saying that when women do not see these things in men that they are automatically checking out they're not staying along long enough to even make a connection because they're like okay you don't have xyz i'm not trying to make a connection For the main reason women aren't putting up with this, in my opinion, because they don't honestly have to. I think we're in a time where women are more free to do things their way. And in that sense comes a freedom of choice and being able to have more options when it comes to the type of partner that you're seeking in life. And in that case, a lot of times women would prefer a man who is emotionally connected or emotionally intelligent, who's able to at least attend therapy and work on those things if they're not perfect. But this old way of thinking where men are engaging in what I, you know, a lot of what is termed as toxic masculinity, but I know that's controversial saying that that way of thinking and going about life of suppressing emotions, not being able to communicate or talk about how you're feeling to only externalize feelings because we know that usually as, child and as a child or as boys or grow up they're taught to necessarily not to um internalize their emotions so not really think so if someone is i would say if a boy or young boy is anxious or feeling really sad instead of talking about it or using i statements or saying i feel sad because i lost my toy or because my toy is broke we typically see boys act out externalize their behaviors and it's a form of aggression so as it may look like anger like i'm mad or i'm angry a lot of times young boys are externalizing their feelings of anxiousness and um or anxiety sadness disappointment that it always usually comes out to be anger and because that is typically the emotion that is accepted among young boys is that you can be rambunctious you can be angry you can be kind of wild and you know the old saying boys will be boys you can do that um and be kind of a free spirit and wild and and unorderly but when it comes to feeling sad feeling disappointed feeling embarrassed are those types of emotions those are usually internalized and we don't really see it as much in our 
young boys because it's taught to not express those, to suppress them. And as we know that if we suppress our emotions, that can lead to other health conditions. That can lead to high blood pressure. That can lead to somatic symptoms like headaches and stomach and nausea. And it can lead to muscle tightening and a lot of other health concerns along the way where we are seeing that people who aren't able to emotionally express, but they instead suppress their emotions, that it actually leads to even more emotions. Um, And the less that you try to think about your emotions, the less you try to hide them, the more likely it is that you are to feel badly about it. And I think a lot of times people are, you know, when you say something about you're feeling sad or you're feeling kind of, um, are some type of, I want to say feeling sad or down or disappointed, people usually are like, oh my God, you feel that way. And they kind of try to rush. But honestly, expressing your feelings, crying and doing those things are ways of coping and processing through emotions. Accepting how you feel is a way, is a coping strategy, whether rather than suppressing those emotions. And so the article was talking about how young boys are taught to do those to suppress their emotions. And so as they approach adulthood and start to enter into relationships, they aren't able to communicate their feelings and how and when things don't go right and handle conflict. And there's a gap in the social skills between men and women because of the this lack of training that was given at an early age. And as all things, I think we're in a time frame where we're seeing the outcome of what parents have did 10 to 20 years ago. And so hopefully now we are having parents who are more aware of social emotional learning, more aware of emotions and therapy. And so 10 to 20 years ago, 10 to 10 to 20 years from now, we will see that this may not be the case, that this article may be irrelevant. That being said, I think even though this article kind of is like clickbait and it, sh- and it says that men are lonely now, I think it also points out that women are really not taking bullshit, that we are standing up for what we really want and that we have, and I won't necessarily say higher standards, but just better expectations of what we want from our spouse. And I think it's easy that men, it's an easy fix to me is that you can learn and start to grow in your emotional intelligence. And as we talked about in a previous episode, Black Men in Therapy, that even if you didn't believe in therapy before, it's okay to go forward now and say, hey, this is something that I want to try, especially if you see that the person that you want to be with wants you to be more in tune with your emotions. And as my guest said in that episode, he said that a main reason of why he went to therapy was to be better for his wife. And so there you have it. I think that is just what it needs is that we just want our men to be better. And speaking of we wanting our men to be better, that led to a controversial TikTok video by a Cleveland therapist who went on maybe a two-minute long rant about how she wanted her clients to do better. She said that she sees 90% of men and that her clients should expand their emotional intelligence, or rather emotional vocabulary. She said, it's so your life can be better. Don't you want to be able to communicate with your bitch? And she was very passionate and she said, long gone are the days where you can just shut down. Bitches is not tolerating that. Y'all think bitches 
just want to argue with y'all because y'all refuse to expand your emotional vocabulary, we don't. It's to provide clarity for both of us and y'all be dusty bitches. So I think her point was very accurate. She had a point and said just pretty much what I said a few minutes ago, that women are not no longer taking the bare minimum and that we do want our men to be able to communicate and to talk through the things that they're feeling and that it's always, you know, arguments are going to happen, but it's also how you're able to um, talk through those things. And she also said, when you expand your emotional vocabulary, you expand your awareness of yourself. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you understand how you can navigate in this bitch. And so I think a thing that was really controversial about this article or this TikTok, it's not even an article, but this TikTok was that she was very aggressive in her speech and she also used a lot of profanity. I mean, a lot. Everything was F-bombs and bitches. And so, of course, when you use this type of language, no one is going to be receptive to the message, even if your message is actually accurate, right? And so... A lot of times, I think when this came out, a lot of people had a lot of things to say. People were disgusted. They were upset, especially that she works with black children. Um, and they were just, they just took to the Instagram and kind of to shame her. And so then she also came back to say that how she felt that everyone was condemning her for being a black woman who helps the black community and how it's just shame that people that she was talking her truth or speaking her truth but people don't want to hear the truth and she was definitely seemed very upset by that fact because not only were people shaming her on instagram she ended up getting fired and so because of her getting fired um, she no longer had employment and she said people had to contact Massa. And so with that, she, um, she didn't shy away from social media. She posted all of that again on social media. And I don't know if that worked well in her favor. Um, and so with that being said, a lot of people were saying like she wasn't really professional. All of my friends said that she wasn't professional. It was definitely uncalled for. She should not have said the things that she said. And I was kind of on the fence because honestly, what she said was true. It was just her approach and how her presentation of it. And she used a lot of profanity and aggressive terms. And so there was some articles speaking about APA ethics code and saying that she did not follow an APA ethics code because of her she was not being professional. And they quoted, I guess, that APA psychologists uphold professional standards of conduct, clarify their professional roles and obligations, accept appropriate responsibility for their behavior. But to be honest, I'm not really sure if this APA ethics code applies to this because she technically was not in a work setting. And it says this code of ethics applies only to work-related professional activities, including research, teaching, counseling, psychotherapy, and consulting. And from my perspective, the woman on TikTok was went on her TikTok, as most people do nowadays, to vent and rant about an article that she saw on Psychology Today. But I think the APA ethics that better addresses her uh, rant is media presentations, which is in the APA ethics uh, section 5.04, 
where it says when psychologists provide public advice or comment via print, internet, or other electronic transmission, they take precautions to ensure that statements are based on their professional knowledge, training or experience in accord with appropriate psychological literature and practice are otherwise consistent with this ethics code. And three, do not indicate that a professional relationship has been established with the recipient. So I think it's important for her to have said that a simple disclaimer can always go a long way. And so if she had it simply disclaimed that this was a rant, that she wasn't providing any psychological services or giving any advice or consulting, that this was just her personal feelings about a topic, that she also does not talk to her clients in this way, and that this is how she's speaking to her TikTok audience, I think she would have been okay. Um, but I think because of that, she is she a lot of people um disagreed with the whole thing but I, I just always think there's always room for a benefit of the doubt and technicality and I also don't see why she would be fired for ethical reasons I mean unless in her contract there was clause that stayed about social media and internet and your presentation on such however if not I'm really curious as to what were the grounds that her job fired her under and I, honestly that's just my take and I think that sometimes speaking aggressively and with that type of tone sometimes reaches a specific audience. I'm not trying to stereotype any population, but sometimes people respond better when you are more aggressive or assertive in your tone and that you use profanity. Some people respond more to that because that is what they're used to or that's the language that is involved in their environments or their culture or their community. Again, not stereotyping any type of certain people, but we all know that there are more some people where they cuss more than others. And it's not necessarily based on a race thing. I just think it depends depends on your culture and your environment and where you are. Um, and so in that, with that being said, um, I think I'm going to take a pause here and take a break on this subject because I do want to bring in a guest. I want to bring in a special guest to come in and to talk about it from the male perspective and from his perspective as well, just to get a little bit more on this topic about this Psychology Today article, because I think it is very interesting. And I also want to know, do men feel lonely? Are they really lonely? Are, are you know, men okay out here? Like, let's, let's check in on our men and see what's going on. And um, so we're going to be back with this episode. We're going to be a part two. And when we come back with our part two, we will do our poured up as we typically do. So with that being said, this is a to be continued. And I hope to see you tune in next time on Champagne Sunday with Tea. <laughs>